0: let me ask you something a lot just happened in football this weekend but did you catch it all i've spent the last seven hours recapping the week and these are the players you need to add immediately starting with the panthers running back raheem blackshear yes raheem blackshear because chuba hubbard ended up injuring his ankle in the fourth quarter of the last game and did not return and if he misses time it means more work for blackshear now here's what you need to know blackshear is a rookie and he's an elite pass catcher in college he had three seasons of 25 plus receptions which it's rare to have just one of those for a running back and he earned 25 percent of his team's targets which for a running back, is the highest I've ever seen. It's top 10 of all time in college football history. He would slide in as the main pass catching back if Hubbard was to miss, and this team's going to be trailing a lot, so that's valuable. But what if Hubbard doesn't miss time? Well, let's discuss. In this scenario, you need to add Chuba, because before injury last week, he ended up playing 61% of the snaps. When you look at the overall box score, it's going to look like Foreman was the lead back. He was not. 61% of the snaps went to Hubbard before injury. But that's not all, because Chuba also played 85% of the passing down snaps, which again, this team is going to be trailing moving forward. That is valuable. So acquire Hubbard and then this veteran wide receiver. You want to add Van Jefferson, because in a press conference this past week, you saw Sean McVay say that after the bye week, he is going to be getting back Van Jefferson. And this is massive news because the Rams desperately need him. And what they need is his ability to stretch the field and be a vertical threat. Because so far this season, Allen Robinson and Ben Skourneck, the number two and three receivers on the year, have only three deep catches. And Scourneck ranks 78th in wide receiver efficiency. He's not adding much. This is where Van Jefferson will be filling in. And Jefferson alone last year had 17 deep targets, one per game on this season, and he ended up finishing sixth in fantasy points versus man coverage. The translation here is expect big plays sooner rather than later for Jefferson. Grab him and this next player. That would be his teammate Kyron Williams, who according to Adam Schefter was going to play a lot week one if an injury did not happen. And he might have even played ahead of Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. And now here's why this matters. It appears that Cam Akers is going going to be traded and if he doesn't trade not likely to be involved much on this team because he doesn't want to be there maybe now he'll be traded to the Jets after the injury to Brees Hall and Kyron Williams is an exceptional pass blocker which matters protecting Matthew Stafford who's dealing with his own injuries and also he's a great pass catcher he had 42 and 35 receptions in college top five amongst the college football running backs the last two years so you get that pass catching upside from a guy who's probably not owned in a lot of leagues people are forgetting about him that he's on the bye week and similar can be said for this next guy and it's another rookie who has elite pass catching skills and that's the Tampa Bucks back Rashad White. And the rookie, Rashad White, just ended up playing a season-high 43% of the snaps and saw great passing game usage. Nearly 50-50, 21 routes run compared to Leonard Fournette's 25 routes run. This is encouraging. And you want to pay close attention to this next piece of information, keep it in mind. And that would be that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a week 11 bye. And this matters because rookies often see their role increase after their bye week. Which means Rashad White is likely to see more work heading into week 12 after the bye week, which is perfect time for the fantasy playoffs. So grab Rashad White and the veteran wide receiver from the Colts, Paris Campbell. Campbell is coming off of a great game. He's finally staying healthy. Saw 12 targets over 20 points in this one, and he now has 23 targets over the last two weeks alone. And last week might've seemed like a fluke, but the Colts changed their offense. It wasn't a fluke. And the same thing happened this week. Here's what I mean. The Colts are playing much faster the last two weeks. Running 64 plays this past week is above the league average, and that's leading to more checkdowns to the running backs. They're throwing quicker passes and the slot receiver in Campbell. And Campbell never leaves the field. He ranks eighth amongst all receivers in the NFL, running 38 routes per game, and he's second in overall slot snaps. This is very helpful helpful because it's going to lead to consistent production. So pick up Campbell and then this next slot wide receiver. And that's the Jets veteran who they re-signed this offseason. They like this guy in Braxton Berrios. Now, maybe he's a deeper league ad, but I think he's valuable in most leagues. Corey Davis was injured this past week. It's not thought to be serious, but we'll see if he ends up missing a week or so. And also, Elijah Moore wants to be traded away, meaning that Braxton Berrios was able to start this past week. And taking the Elijah Moore role, Berrios played 56% of the snaps. That's 33 total snaps. It led to a couple of targets, but this is the more important news. Zach Wilson just likes targeting Berrios. Since the beginning of 2021, when Barrios is a starter with Wilson, he averages 7.5 targets per game. And that's enough upside, especially in 12-man leagues or deeper. It's at least stash him, and then this next rookie. And now this guy is a must-add. It's going to be Wandell Robinson, the Giants wide receiver, who this past week saw a new season high. And that season high was him playing 53 total snaps, which equals 70% of the offensive snaps. He was basically out there for every route run. And he led the Giants with 8 targets. Now here's what you need to know. Wandell Robinson is likely to be this team's wide receiver one moving forward. You see, Kenny Galladay on the season has been battling injuries, of course, but he only has two total receptions. And Kadarius Toney hasn't played since week two, just three total targets. So add the second round upside rookie in Wandell, but then avoid this next RB. And that's the Falcons running back, the rookie Tyler Algier out of BYU. You don't want to add him. Now he had a nice week. He found the end zone. He ran 16 times in a game that they were trailing. So that's somewhat encouraging. But here's the main issue. This Falcons offense ran a league low 47 plays. You want to see this number in the 60s, mid 60s, 70s. Below 50 is disappointing and concerning. And not only that, but three other running backs were involved yet again in this offense and Caleb Huntley was the main pass catching back no targets at all for Algier in this game and not to mention for Daryl Patterson and Damian Williams the veteran running backs who are the number one and two on this depth chart yeah they're due back any week now so just avoid this messy backfield but add this running back and that's the Jets running back Ty Johnson because Brees Hall is likely to miss the rest of the season making Ty Johnson the clear RB2 in New York so here's what you need to know about the four-year RB Ty Johnson throughout his career in the NFL he's played in 50 plus games but he's only seen 50% of the snaps or more in nine of those games in the games, he averages over 11 fantasy points per game, which is right around top 24 usage, meaning you should add him. He's worth stashing in case something happens to Michael Carter or he sees a bigger role, so stash him and this next wide receiver. And that's the Packers veteran wide receiver Sammy Watkins. Watkins returned from injury this past week. He only played 28 total snaps. The plan was for him to be a little bit limited, but due to some injuries, he had to play more. He played 52% of the snaps. Now, normally I wouldn't be too excited to roster Sammy Watkins, but the Packers need a wide receiver. See for yourself. This Packers depth chart is banged up. Alan Lazard left this game early and he's dealing with a shoulder injury, potentially going to be hitting the IR. Christian Watson, the rookie, is a raw prospect, and he's already dealing with a hamstring injury, missing multiple games. And Randall Cobb is on IR. So at this point, it's like Romeo Dobbs and then Sammy Watkins, assuming the Packers don't make a trade here. Watkins will be a top two receiver for Rodgers. And Rodgers trusted Watkins late in crunch time, targeting multiple times during their comeback attempt. So that's at least encouraging to see. And hey, if you're enjoying this content, be sure to subscribe for more. So add the veteran and Sammy Watkins, but avoid this wide receiver. And it's another veteran, the soon-to-be 32-year-old in less than a month. Month, and that's Marquise Goodwin from the Seattle Seahawks. You see, if you're just looking at the box score, he goes for over 22 fantasy points, scores two touchdowns, but he only has five targets in this game. He saw more usage because DK Metcalf got injured. We have to see what happens there, how long Metcalf will miss, if time at all. But either way, I don't want to add Goodwin. He's a speedster who struggles to get separation. He's only scored 10 plus fantasy points three times since 2018. This was an outlier performance, of course. Most weeks, he'll have a couple of catches for 30 or 40 yards. Now, another guy you don't want to spend a priority waiver on is Deontay Foreman, the Carolina Panthers running backs. In past weeks, I thought he was a good but we now have new information. He only played 38% of the snaps last week when Chuba Hubbard was healthy. Now, just like Marquis Goodwin, the game log and the fantasy points will look good here so it'll fool your league mates, but not you. He had half of these rushing yards on just one run and he wasn't used all that often until Hubbard got hurt in the fourth quarter. And as I mentioned earlier, this team is going to be trailing a lot, which means Foreman's going to come off the field because he's not the passing down back. And instead, Chuba Hubbard, if he's healthy, will come on the field or if Chuba Hubbard was forced to miss time with this ankle injury, it'll be Raheem Blackshear coming on the field instead of in those second halves when they're trailing less snaps and usage for Dante Foreman. If you happen to own Deontay Foreman, try and sell high on him and then add this running back. And that would be DJ Dallas, who is definitely a handcuff you want to be owning. Now, this past week, he ended up playing 30% of the snaps. It led to eight touches, which is solid usage just in general as being an RB2 on a team. But here's the main reason why you want him Kenneth Walker is the clear running back one in Seattle, one of the best running backs in the league, honestly, right now already, just based on pure skill. But as you can see here, according to PFF, DJ Dallas was the only other running back in this backfield to see another touch. And that means something. If something happens to Kenneth Walker, who is going to see high volume moving forward, well, it means Dallas is going to step into a decent role so stash dj dallas especially in deeper leagues and then this next tight end you see darren waller missed practice all of last week didn't practice a single day and then he missed the game so he's probably going to be missing some more time which opens up increased usage for the raiders tight end foster Moreau. and this past week he had an elite role he played every single snap except for one 54 or 55 snaps 96 percent of the total snaps played by Moreau led to three catches on four targets and Moreau averages over 10 fantasy points per game when there's no waller he has red zone upside as well so he's worth his stash if you need a tight end especially with bye weeks these next few weeks. So get him and this next wide receiver. That would be Josh Palmer, who missed this past game with a concussion, but assuming he returns in week eight, he is worth adding. Because this Chargers team is banged up. Mike Williams had to be helped to the locker room, was injured in the game late yesterday. He might be missing some time or a serious amount of time. And Keenan Allen even left the game early, dealing with a hamstring injury at halftime, did not come back into the game. So if either veteran is forced to miss time or be limited moving forward, Palmer is going to regain a starting spot, probably in two wide receiver sets. And that's important because he's already earned nearly seven targets per game with just Keenan Allen out. If Mike Williams misses now, maybe some more downfield usage for Palmer which opens up upside in fantasy. So acquire Palmer and my fantasy cheat sheet which is a five-step system to beat your league mates each week and win your fantasy league. It has everything you need to be prepared every single week to dominate your league mates from waiver wires to rankings, projections, player notes, all that you need. And listen up because this is important. If you do not win your fantasy league, the one-time payment of $10, which is less than $1 per week to have access to this, will be refunded. So if you don't win your league, I'll refund the one-time payment of $10. This is completely risk-free, you could use all these tools, beat your league mates, and if you don't, you get your money back. If you're interested in joining the thousands of people currently using the cheat sheet right now to beat their league mates, well, click the link in the description to learn more. And then you want to stash the Browns receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, who quietly, very quietly so far this season, has seven or more targets in 67% of his games and five or more targets in every single game but one. That's good usage. But here's the reason you really want him. He has elite speed and bursts, and that is very beneficial downfield, especially when you consider Deshaun Watson is back soon, and Watson in his career ranks top five in deep ball accuracy this is a match made in heaven for upside in fantasy so you want to get people's jones who might actually be a fantasy championship winner for you in the playoffs when the sean is back and then add this handcuff rb and that would be samaji piran who's available in 97 percent of leagues and he's the clear-cut handcuff to joe mixon and you can see for yourself here samaji piran was the only running back to see a snap behind mixon played 30 percent of the snaps and now on the season has played 94 percent of the backup rb snaps and very quietly he's averaging two receptions per game this year so maybe something for player props moving forward over one or over one and a half receptions is something to look at now here. Here's the thing. Joe Mixon is the obvious and clear running back one right now in Cincinnati. But Mixon is seeing a lot of usage per game and he's missed games in back-to-back years, which means that there's a chance you see one or two Samaji starts moving forward. So grab P Ryan and this rookie tight end. And that'll be Greg Dolter, who played 60% of the snaps as the starting tight end for the Broncos this past week and it translated to 11 fantasy points. Now, starting his career with back-to-back top 10 tight end performances and more importantly, nine targets is very encouraging. And what I mean by being the clear tight end one in Denver is he ran by far the most routes, see for yourself. As you can see here, Doltich ran 34 routes on Sunday, 26 more than any other Broncos tight end. And Albert O was now inactive for the second straight game. This is the clear-cut tight end one on the Denver Broncos. He has top 10 upside every single week in Greg Doltich. Now, these are the players you want to be adding immediately. And you also want to be trading for players, especially as the week goes on and we get more information. And when that video releases on Wednesday, it will be right here for you beautiful people to check out. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button.